What do you believe or what do you think is the number one single belief that holds most people back or that may be even holding you back right now? If you, if you can, go ahead and type that into the chat box. What, what do you think is the number one belief that holds most people back, especially when it comes to their speech? Now, we can apply this to all different kinds of areas of life, but right now, obviously, we're talking about speech. All right. Stella said fear. That's a big one. Absolutely. That's a big one. Uh, what's some other ones that people have? Don't deserve money. Mm-hmm. So it's this idea of I don't deserve this. Whatever it is, it could be money. could be smooth speech. could be smooth speech so you can get money, right? Uh, lack of confidence. Your, your mindset, okay? Okay, all right, awesome. So, believe it or not, well, those are all true, but the number one belief, believe it or not, is this one. I'm just going to write this down. I am a stutterer. Okay, so... Again, we can apply this belief to all different kinds of areas. I am this, I am that, I can't do this. But for our purposes today, it is that I am a stutterer. So the reason that this is the single belief that holds people back is because your experiences have probably been supporting this belief. Your experiences have probably helped to create this belief. And we'll talk about other things that help perpetuate this belief. And then I'm going to give you a solution. So a person who thinks and believes I am a stutterer, there's not much you can do to help that person, right? Unless they're willing to acknowledge that belief and change it. And we'll talk about some of the, the signs that can demonstrate. So how do you know if you have that belief? Well, we'll talk about that in just a moment. But when a person has this belief, it doesn't matter what programs they take, even if they take this program. It doesn't matter what techniques they learn, what tips or tricks or strategies. It doesn't matter who they go to. Sometimes it doesn't even matter if their speech improves, right? Now watch this. If their speech is improving, sometimes that doesn't even matter if they still continue to believe, I am a stutterer. In fact, we'll go one step further. We'll say, I am a stutterer and I stutter. I'm a stutterer and I stutter. So this will impact anything that they do, right? Anything that they do, if they believe that they're a stutterer and that they stutter, they'll continue to believe that. Now, someone says, well, Michael, how can I not believe that when that's what I experience every day? I anticipate it. I think about it. I worry about it. I do it. I actually stutter and I block or whatever it is, right? So if that's my reality, how can I not believe it? Because it's true, right? It's, it's real. I understand that, and, and we'll talk about 
how we can transform or change that belief uh, during this webinar. So how does a person know? How do you know if you have this belief? How do you know? Well, you can tell by number one, your thinking, right? And we'll talk about these things a little later, but your thinking, which is represented often by your self-talk or inner dialogue. So you will know if you believe that you're a stutterer by your thoughts on a daily basis and your thoughts then can impact how you feel, okay? So I didn't put feelings up there, but we can put those up there as well. So what do you think? What's your train of thinking? We'll talk about trains of thinking. What are you thinking on a regular basis, on a moment-to-moment -moment basis? What are you worrying about? What are you ruminating about, right? What are you thinking about on a regular basis? I remember that there was a time several years ago, probably back just before I started to coach, there would still be times where I would dream. And in my dreams, I was struggling. I was stuttering, still struggling with my speech. And so it was so deeply ingrained and embedded in my unconscious that it would come out in my dreams. And I can also remember a time where I would dream and I wasn't struggling with my speech. Wow, that, that's when I knew that my identity, that my belief system had changed around stuttering. So one way that you'll know is, is the content the frequency and even the intensity of your thoughts. What do you think about? How often do you think about it? And how intense is it? How, how does it make you feel? The second way we know is our language, right? So what do you say? Now, I talk to people just about every day, talk to clients and so forth. And I can tell what they're believing by what they say. So when a person says, I always tend to block or I always block on these words. I always stutter in these specific speaking situations or when I'm around these kinds of people, I tend to have problems. I have trouble or I stutter or block on these sounds or these words or on my name or on my name, when I have to introduce myself to certain people, right? Or when I have to order this kind of coffee, or when I go through the drive-through, or when I'm speaking on the phone and there are people around, I tend to stutter or struggle or block, right? And so one of the things that we say in Pro90D is do not use the word stutter, stammer, or block when you're referencing yourself, when you're talking about yourself, don't say, I stutter, I block on this word, I blocked on that word, I got, I, we do say get stuck. I, I stuttered on that, I stuttered in this situation, I tend to stutter. We say, don't use that word, don't use those words. You can say things like, I got stuck, I stumbled, I struggled a little bit, sometimes I struggle with this, right? And we don't even want you to talk much about that, but when you're talking to me, and you're sharing an actual experience or something that you're struggling with, then of course you have to articulate that, you have to verbalize it. 
but we don't want you to use the word stutter, stammer, block, because those are words that are associated with this whole field of stuttering, right? And with a person that has that identity, I am a stutterer, I stutter, I block. Does this make sense? So it's important to change your language and we will revisit this in just a little bit. But how can you tell by what's coming out of your mouth? So if you tend to say or think, I stutter, I stammer, I block on these words in this situation, then that means that those that language and the words that, that are reflecting that language is coming from a belief, okay? Now, what's the third thing? The third one has to do with your speech itself, but your expectations, your expectations. Okay, now what do we mean by this? So one can tell what, what and how they believe about themselves and about their speech when they've set up what we call unrealistic expectations, which all of us have from time to time when it comes to certain things, especially this journey. Most people come into this with unrealistic expectations. So they expect to get it done with, to cure it, to completely eliminate all disfluencies, right? To stop completely, to cease it completely. Never any disfluencies at all. Never going to get stuck. This program is going to help you do that, right? That's what people expect. And so when they look at their speech and they have disfluencies, these unrealistic expectations which can come from a belief that I'm a stutterer, when they, when they actually do have disfluencies, they say, see, I knew this wasn't going to work. Or I, I wanted to try this, but now that I'm seeing that I'm still struggling, that I'm still stuttering, I'm still blocking in certain situations. Now that I'm seeing this, I'm starting to doubt whether or not this is actually going to work for me. Now, I've seen, I've saw this recently, and I've seen this for decades and decades, uh, where you go into something and you, you think, for whatever reason, you just believe that this is supposed to happen quickly, that it's supposed to be easy. Now, Pro90D is the fastest, easiest way to transform your speech, and it actually does happen relatively quickly if you think about the fact that if you've been struggling with your speech for decades, and within a few months, if you do the whole blueprint, which you can do, within a few months, your speech is 80 or 90% better, right? I'm talking about a huge shift within just a few months. That's fast and relatively e easy, even if you're, you're working hard. But think about how much easier now life becomes. So when a person looks at their speech, and they see, well, I'm still struggling, and I shouldn't be, then this simply reinforces the belief that I'm still a stutterer, okay? So looking at their speech, and they're still struggling. And so this part is very important because when you look at your experiences and what's happening to you, 
it starts to reflect and reinforce your beliefs. So think about it like this. And I explained this to someone the other day. And we have to remind ourselves of this. And I always use this example. You're learning a new language. You want to learn a new language. You cannot expect, even if you go live in that place, but you can't expect to jump right in and within a month be completely fluent, right? You're going to have times where you want to say something and you can't because you don't know the vocabulary or you know the vocabulary, but maybe you're a little anxious or shy or fearful about trying to use it in certain settings. That's exactly how I feel. There's sometimes where I won't say anything because they're all talking and then here I come with my slow kind of broken Spanish or basic Spanish. And so I will, I'll pull back. But I will do some other things to try to get that Spanish rolling. But I don't have an expectation that I'm going to be as fluent as them. And I don't have an expectation that it's going to take me a short period of time. I'm just going to jump in. And all of a sudden, all of the vocabulary and all of the rhythm and everything is just going to be dumped inside of my brain. Well, this is the same exact thing. You cannot expect to get in here and within a week or a couple of weeks or a few weeks or a month, just be perfectly fluent. Now, again, you may experience uh, periods of complete fluency, right? And you, may, and you will experience some reversals, some dips. That's just a part of the process. But if you keep going, every person that I've worked with who didn't quit went through these cycles and at some point it clicked and they came. I saw it happen to Carlos. I saw it happen to Julius. I saw it happen to, again, every client who sticks with the process. But when you have a belief that I'm a stutterer, then you will filter out your successes, right? You'll, you'll, you'll screen out your successes and you'll filter in your failures. So you, in fact, I'm working with a client now and she is having success with certain people. And I'm and actually I'm seeing her transform her speech. I'm watching it, right? But there are certain situations in which she's still struggling. And so what we're working on now is to have her shift that uh, kind of screening out her successes, which she's having, and then just a lot, and then filtering in the failures. Okay, well, I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. So I'm probably still a stutterer. So we have to shift that, right? So that you kind of screen in or filter in your successes. You actually look at your successes so that you continue to build momentum, have hope, and be inspired. So this is a good time for Julius to come in and kind of speak to uh, his experience with these beliefs um, and Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can. Beautiful. All right. I definitely had to take some notes because this is definitely the journey webinar. Uh, well, first and foremost, thank you, everybody. Thank you, uh, Mike Williams, for having me back here. Thank you for everybody for being here at the webinar. Uh, this is definitely an amazing opportunity for me to come on here and practice my speaking, uh, you know, new style and also talk about my experiences. Now, with this, this is definitely the core of the journey. Definitely one that I could talk about all day and all night because I've been doing this program since 2020. And this right here, this belief, this I am a stutterer, 
this was my journey for the past, uh, yeah, it was a couple of years now. Wow, yeah, three years. So long story short, I was growing up, I was horrible at speaking, terrible. And I had this mindset, I am a stutterer every single day. That was my identity growing up. I vividly remember it all. And I vividly remember me literally believing this was who I am. I couldn't change it. I accept it. I need to accept it. That's how I thought back then. Now it's not even a, a belief anymore, you know, but it, it definitely took time. It took a journey to get to this point. Not saying that it's going to take years. It definitely, I saw the differences. I mean, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, I could see the potential to get to where I wanted to be. And that was, hey, I am not a stutterer. I'm actually a smooth speaker. So you see the progress pretty fast, but then you have to continue going through it. Cause like what Michael says, you're gonna have that placebo and then dip. And then that's when you still have to keep fighting forward and then you'll see the progress. But anyway, I did have that mentality, I am a stutterer. I remember telling my family, I think it was my mom, I said, yeah, this is who I am, I can't change it. And I always zoned in on the bad speaking experiences. I was just zoning on those, confirming that belief. See, this is who I am, this is who I am. Not until I got into the program and really learned about the whole changing the mindset, not fixing anything, but changing my mentality about it, which I never thought about. So then I started to realize, well, wait a minute, this is actually situational. I don't actually have a hard time talking all the time. Sure, it's many times, but not all the time. There's certain situations that I can speak. So am I really a stutterer? Well, no, not exactly, because it's not all the time. But I was just zoning in only on the bad experiences to confirm it so now i had to now switch gears and focus on the positive speaking experiences where i did speak smoothly and confidently say oh okay here we go now i can accumulate you know experiences to where i am not a starter okay now i can be a smooth speaker there's one thing that michael said that really was impactful was that when i saw improvements i still had that that mindset of I am a stutterer because when I was doing a program, I would tell him, Hey, Michael, I'm seeing improvements. I'm seeing some great experiences. Wow. Like in this situation, I was speaking amazing. And this one too, but I still feel like I'm just being lucky. I feel like this is too good to be true. There's no way this is, I think it's a fluke. I'm a stutterer. That's what I thought about my whole life. And so that's what he was talking about, where you will see progress and improvements, but your mind is like two steps back. And that's when I knew, okay, my mind is uh, playing tricks on me. Now, I, at that moment, I knew the core problem was my mindset. It wasn't anything else. It was my mindset. Now, I needed to change that. And then everything else would unfold, if that makes sense. Thank you, Julius. And that's a good segue. That's perfect. We're going we're gonna to go right into the solutions, right? I'm going to give you a solution. And Julius kind of alluded to some, he talked about some of them, and we've talked about them, believe it or not. The solutions are actually right up here on the board. We're just going to flip uh, how, you, how you see things. This is very, very 
practical stuff, sometimes people will come and they'll look for tactics. They're looking for the tactics, right? That can help me right now. But just as Julia said, and just as, as, as all of my experience over the last, again, decade or so, confirms as well as science, you can do all, you can have and use and practice all the techniques you want. You can even experience success. But if you, if you retain that belief and the mindset that goes along with it, if you retain that belief that I am a stutterer, it will pull you back every single time. Every time you have a dip, you struggle, you have a bad day, you have a bad conversation, that belief will pull you back. The belief can even stop you. So this belief can stop people from joining programs. But let's say you join the program because you have some hope. Uh, the person's a good salesperson. They have good marketing. You see some success stories. And so you join the program, whatever program it is. But if you have that belief, um, what can happen is you can experience what we call the placebo effect, <clears throat> which is a very real effect, and it's, and it's actually... A, a good thing. And so all of a sudden your speech improves for whatever it is. It could be a day, it could be a week, it could be a month. You're doing the work, right? So it's part placebo, meaning your belief that this program is working, right? This is working. It's your belief that's driving your, your actual success. But then all of a sudden that starts to wear off for whatever reason, right? It starts to wear off and you have a poor speaking experience, and all of a sudden, your old belief comes back. Aha, uh -huh, I'm still a stutterer. And then everything starts to roll back, right? So this solution that I'm going to give you will address uh, that phenomena. It will address what either has happened to you, what is happening, or what will happen, all right? So I want you to follow me. The first thing that you want to change is, obviously, we'll talk about this in just a second, but you want to change your self-talk. That is, what you say to yourself, your inner dialogue, what you think on a regular basis, right? Your thinking. So your thinking can be changed with self-talk, yes, but also your inputs. Now, we talked about this probably last week and the week before, maybe every week. Inputs. You have to, now listen to this. This is all critically important. You have to flood your mind with content that's in alignment, that represents the kind of person you want to be, the kind of speaker you want to be, the kind of thinking you want to have. You know, my good friends, Tom Harrison says alignment. That's one of his favorite words. It's becoming one of my favorite words. So if you're watching this, Tom, I'm using this word for you. Uh, your, the, the inputs, the things that you watch, the things that you listen to, uh, what you talk about, what you discuss, right? What you read, Okay. All of these things have to be in alignment and need to represent 
the kind of speaker you want to be, the kind of person you want to be, the kind of confidence that you want to have. So you want to literally flood, flood your mind with content that represents that. <clears throat> I hope that that makes sense. And that's why we have so much material that you can literally flood your mind with content that's going to inspire you, that's going to instruct you, that's going to inform you, so that you can begin to shift what you're thinking about, right? And also your inner dialogue, what you're saying to yourself. So when you're listening to our audios, it you start to hear the speaker's voice and it slowly becomes your voice. And so you start saying, wow, I am a great speaker. I am an excellent speaker. People do love to speak with me. I can do this, right? We'll talk about that in just a moment. So you're changing your inner dialogue and in part by changing the inputs, which helps you change your thinking, which eventually filters in and changes your belief, your belief. So if you're taking this program and you're not flooding your mind with the content, you're missing out on a huge part of the process of the journey. If you're just in there, okay, let me just use airflow linking. Let me just do the modeling. And the modeling can help you if you just did that. But if you're just looking for the tactics so that you can say this or you can say that or you can feel this way, you're missing out on this, this major part of the process, which is to flood your mind so that you change your thinking, so that you change your beliefs, all right? So that's number one. The second one is to change what you say. So when you're talking, and this may be limited to a degree because you may not actually go out and tell people I'm a stutterer, right? So it's probably more a thinking thing. But if you're in groups or you're a part of groups, where people are verbalizing, they're saying, I block on this, I stutter on that. Um, I'm accepting the fact that I'm a stutter. Now, there's nothing wrong with accepting the fact that you stutter, that you struggle with your speech. But if that's all you do is talk about it, right, and think about it and discuss with other people about it, then that kind of thinking, which is now reflected in your language, reinforces, right, it confirms your belief. I've had people who have gone out to, I don't know, workshops or conferences uh, with other people who stutter, or they go to groups with people who stutter, and their speech was improving, and when they got around those folks, they relapsed. They just Because re most of the people there are all about accepting and being okay with that. We're not saying don't be okay with yourself as a person, but we're saying if you don't want to stutter, you don't have to. If you're okay with it, that's okay too. We're not saying it's not okay to be okay with stuttering. Everyone has a choice and everyone can, and people can say, I'm okay with stuttering. I don't want to do that work. I don't want to have to do this in order to not stutter. I just want to be who I am and I want to stay a stutterer and I want to figure out ways to communicate as a stutter. Perfectly fine, nothing wrong with that. But what if you're someone who doesn't want to do that, you want to change the way that you speak, you want to be free, you want to do this, then these are the people, you are who we're talking to now. And so a big part of that comes out in what you say. 
So instead of saying, I stutter, I stammer, I block, I tend to always get stuck, I always, I always get stuck, or I always stutter or block on this. You want to change that. You want to reframe it. You can say things like, in fact, I'll tell my clients to say, I got stuck. I got stuck yesterday on this word. I tend to get stuck on these words. Um, or I, I struggle a little bit. I struggle sometimes. Don't say always. Don't say I can't. I can't say this. I can't say that. When I'm in this situation, I can't say, don't say that. Change your language to I tried and I had a difficult time. I got stuck. I stumbled because everyone stumbles. Everyone gets stuck. There are times when everyone has a difficult time doing something, right? So this is true. This is absolutely true. So this is just as real as when someone says, I can't, and I always. All right. So change your language. Very important, because if you keep saying the same things that represent the beliefs or the identity of a person who stutters, then you'll, you'll keep confirming, this is who I am. And then finally... You want to change your expectations, right? You want to you want to kind of start to filter in or screen in your successes, okay? Because they're going to be there. The program is designed to get you up and running very quickly and to help you build successful speaking experiences because this is what your brain needs to predict future performance. Your brain is going to look at previous performance to predict current performance and future performance. So your brain will look at how you're speaking now, right? It'll also look at how you spoke yesterday. And then when you get to tomorrow, when you think about tomorrow, your brain will say, well, this is probably how you're going to speak tomorrow because it's how you're speaking now. It's how you spoke yesterday. But here's the trick. If you do the program, right? You follow the daily blueprint, you will start to experience smoother speech. But remember, when I was comparing learning a language and smooth speech, there's obviously going to be a, a lot of times where you're not going to be smooth because it's a process. Just like you're not going to be completely fluent at first. It's a process. So you can't say, oh, well, I can't say everything that I want to say in this language, so I'm just so it's not working. So I can't learn the language, right? It's just, it's not working. But no, that's not true. Yes, it is working. It just takes time. It takes you immersing yourself in that language, having the courage to get out and use the language in different situations until you become more comfortable, more confident, until you accumulate successful experiences or memories, right? And then you start building your confidence and you build your competence and your confidence. It's, it's a cycle, right? And so then your brain can say, wow, you spoke for, let's just say, you spoke for two minutes and one of those minutes was smooth and the other minute wasn't. So what are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on the minute that wasn't smooth or are you going to focus on the minute that was smooth, right? This is what Julius was saying. So your tendency at first would be to focus on the minute that wasn't smooth. Oh, See, I know this wasn't working here half the time. I was, it's like the glass half full or half empty. You have to look at it as half full because when you set realistic expectations, I say set your expectation to one or even zero. 
but one means you look for just one small incremental improvement. You're not necessarily going to improve in every speaking situation that you have. There's going to be some that will improve, that will take a little longer to improve for whatever reasons, right? So, but you have to look at when you are speaking smoothly, right? When you are feeling calm, when you are being more confident, you have to look at those. You have to journal those, document them, give yourself credit, celebrate them so that you have hope, you stay encouraged, and you continue to build momentum to get traction so you can continue to build those and accumulate those successes. Does this make sense? So you literally kind of have to ignore the failures. I call it the bump in the road. You're driving along. When you go over a bump, you probably never stop your car, back up over the bump, get out your car, look at the bump, talk about the bump, drive back and forth over the bump, right? You just don't do that, even a pothole. Now, if you're in a ditch, that's something totally different. Then you probably have to get out. But bumps, even sometimes big bumps or potholes, you just don't do it. You keep going. You try to maneuver around them. And they say, shut You know, I just went over a bump right back. I hope it didn't damage my car. But you keep going. You keep moving. This is the same thing. When you have those disfluencies, you got to keep rolling. You got to keep moving. You literally just have to say, okay, why did that happen? Was I going too fast? Was I speaking too fast? Was I not modeling? Was I even aware of how I was speaking? Okay, well then I'll just correct that for the next time and you keep moving. So set up realistic expectations. Look for small incremental improvements. You get those when you use the proactive speaking skills. In fact, I'm going to give you two of them right now, right, to help you with this, but you look for those small incremental successes. You understand it's a journey, it's a process, and the sooner you accept that, the sooner you look for small successes and you expect that there's going to be failures, right, but they will begin to decrease and diminish. But the sooner you accept that, actually, the faster you will improve, okay, because you're not getting in your own way with this belief that I'm a stutterer. You're not confirming and reinforcing it every time you get stuck, every time you have a setback, every time you uh, block or stutter or stand. You're not focusing on that, which is reinforcing, strengthening that belief. What you're doing is you're weakening that belief and creating a new belief that I am a smooth speaker. Well, how do you know that, Michael? Well, because I just spoke smoothly for that minute or for that five minutes. Oh, but you also got stuck. Yes, but I also spoke smoother as a result of what I'm doing. So if I keep doing this because of how my brain works, right, the neural science of Pro90D, because of how my brain works, if I keep doing these things, I will accumulate more and more success. My speech will get smoother. My mindset will change. My speaking identity will change. And one of the things I want to go back to and talk about a little bit is the thinking. And I want to talk about in terms of just briefly, and then I'm going to bring Julius in. Your, your trains or train of thinking. So if you are not aware of how you're thinking, you can find yourself on the wrong train. So imagine you go into a train station and you just get on any train, 
you're going to end up wherever that train is taking you, wherever it's going. So you have to understand, first of all, what train of thinking do I want to be on? What do I want to be thinking about? What train of thinking do I want to be on? And obviously, from time to time, you're going to find yourself on the wrong train. So you stop the train or you jump off, whichever one. You get off that train and you get on another train going in the direction that you want to go. So this is where your awareness comes in of your self-talk, of what you're thinking as well as what you're putting in. You have to be aware of what you're thinking throughout the day, what the inputs are. You have to be aware of what your conversations are, what you're saying audibly as well as what you're saying internally. And of course, you have to be aware of your expectations. Am am I expecting really that I'm going to all of a sudden be completely fluent, you know, no, no disfluencies, that's unrealistic, right? So your train of thinking is very important. Understand, okay, what train of thinking am I on right now? What am I thinking about? All right, so Julius, uh, come talk to us and tell us your thoughts on any of these or all of these in terms of your own personal experience. 100%, sir. So those three things, I was never doing in the past. Everything was so reactive. Reactive in a way where my mentality already had a pre-programmed ideas and thoughts about my speech, about myself. And then even the mechanics, everything was so reactive. Nothing was proactive. The program taught me how to be proactive, how to actually take a step back and just view how my mind was viewing everything and how my body was reacting to my speech. And so, uh, as you said that, and mind you, I'm a very, I'm very hard on myself. So let's just say I take a test and I have like a 95%. That 5%, I just zone on that. Say, oh man, I got these wrong. How did I do that? Why? It just, it takes me down. It brings me down and I get depressed. But why? Wait a minute, 95% of it I did good. I, it was a success. And so that bled into my speech. I wasn't aware. I wasn't thinking about the good experiences, the positive experiences that were telling me, hey, you are actually a good speaker. But no, I was thinking about the other 5%. And so I needed to start doing that. And that's where the self-talk came in. Getting on the good train, not the bad train. Because my mind, reactively, subconsciously, goes on the bad train. Worst case scenario, this is gonna not be a good speaking situation. Oh man, I'm gonna stutter here and this and this vowel and with these sort of people, every single time the same train. So I needed to really activate that self-talk and fight to get on the good train every single time. And in the beginning, you don't really see yourself you know, hopping on that good train. But then when you constantly do it, this is where that, that persistency, consistency, you know, comes in. Then I started to see my mindset started to change. And then I started to now realize, okay, with these certain people, these certain situations, I'm actually talking good. Okay. Awesome. And so I needed to do that, that dance for a while, hopping on the good train and then going back on the bad train and hopping on it again. Even during a conversation, I needed to stop and be like, okay, you are on a bad train right now. You are so negative right now. Slow down. You can do this. 
you can do it. And I, you like you need to self-talk yourself while you're speaking. These affirmations need to be just immersive, as you said. Everything needs to be just all day, you know, when you can, because you will forget. So I needed to do that, Impl- you know, implicate the self-talk, which I've never done before. And so once I started doing the self-talk and it got easier and I started to believe that I could do this, I started to believe that, oh, yeah, I could do, I, you know, I could speak in a situation. Why? Because I'd done it in the past. Now I have a successful speaking situation to fall back on, whereas I never had that before. And so when I did have a bad speaking situation, I would say, see, I was just lucky when I spoke clearly and smoothly. I know my true identity was. But no, the more I got more positive speaking situations and successes, I'm saying, ah, oh, okay, my old speaking mentality of I'm a stutterer is a lie that I told myself and that it crystallized. Now I know that I am not a stutterer. Yeah, sure. I could go through a bump here and there, but see, that was the magic where back then a bump was like the world was coming down. Now I'm like, no one's perfect. I could do this. It's just a bump. I'm just going to go forward with it. Never had that ability. And so self-talk huge. And then the language. Yeah. Now, I never use the word stutter or block or anything of that sort, whereas I used to say it all the time to everybody. You know, I would tell, you know, I would tell somebody, hey, by the way, I'm a stutterer, so, you know, if it happens, just bear with me. I don't do that anymore, you know. It started from there to where, I, you know, I would say that I'm, I'm a stutterer, bear with me, to, hey, um, I kind of get stuck. So just bear with me. And then it started to be, Hey, I just need to just take my time for a second. Bear with me. And then it was just, I don't have to tell them anything, you know? So my mentality in my language changed over time. I felt like I needed to tell them who I was before I started speaking, but that changed to where I don't have to tell them anything. I know who I am, you know? So self-talk language. And yeah, the, um, the third one was the expectations anticipating during this journey uh, I would definitely tell myself eventually inevitably I'm going to stumble it's gonna happen but I was thinking it in the wrong way because I was anticipating okay it's gonna happen and when it happens I'm gonna say see it just confirmed the whole mindset like see I'm, I'm trying all this I'm improving, but then, oh, there it is. I just stuttered. I just stumbled. See, I can't be perfect. Then I needed to change that. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. So I needed to now switch that mindset and saying, okay, I could stumble. I could have a bump, but I'm not trying to anticipate it. I'm anticipating the possibility of it because we're not perfect, but I'm not trying to tell myself it's going to happen because I'm a stutterer. I want to tell myself it's going to happen because no one's perfect when they speak. So it's those subtle differences in mentality that change over time that helped me with this journey. Oh, thank you, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of wrap up with something that I told you I was going to give you. And that is, I'm just going to give you two of the things two of the, you can call them 
strategies, but let's call them proactive speaking skills that help most people the most and the fastest so that you can take these and you can actually begin to see. So I'm, you know, more than 90%, probably more than 95%, maybe something closer to like 97%, 98% of the people that I work with, these two things help them the most. And it's kind of the doorway into being able to use all of the other proactive speaking skills in modeling, the doorway into modeling. And you can, if I can, if you can still see this with this chair, yeah, you can still see it. You can remember these two things, B, E, B, E, just, let's call it just B, B, E, okay? And I know there's a lot of stuff here, so I'm going to circle this one. Just B. So what in the world am I talking about just B? Well, here's what we're talking about. These are two proactive speaking skills that help most people the most and the fastest. Breathing, believe it or not, and extending. I'm not going to say blending because... I'm going to assume that you also do that to maintain smooth speech. So breathing and extending. Sometimes people literally just forget to breathe, believe it or not. Of course, they're breathing enough to stay conscious, but they just forget to breathe. So one of the first things that you can do to immediately start to see success, right? To start to accumulate successful speaking experiences is remind yourself to breathe more frequently and breathe more deeply. Breathe more frequently and breathe more deeply. We have our uh, breathing exercise as well as our free flow speaking inside the program, right? So that you can get in there and learn about it and practice it on a daily basis. But you do this when you're speaking, you remind yourself, to breathe more frequently and breathe deeper. And it has a couple of effects. One, it relaxes you. It allows your prefrontal cortex, your thinking brain, to be more active, right? And so you're more conscious, you're more clear uh, about what you're thinking and what you're doing. Once you go into fight or flight mode, your amygdala begins to take over, right? It kind of hijacks your prefrontal cortex. It hijacks the rest of your body and says, and so your breathing gets shallow. And this is the time where people begin to get stuck and stumble. I'm just going to use these words to block or stutter. I'm not using them in reference to myself. I'm just using it in general. So when that happens, you've experienced this, boom, breathing gets shallow start getting stuck, thinking gets cloudy, you start forgetting about what you want to say, that's what's happening, right? It's, it's an amygdala hijacking. So by preempting that, how do you do that? Breathe more frequently, breathe more deeply, right? You keep yourself relaxed. And the second major benefit is that you need air to power your speech, 
You need air. You need air flow. We call it airflow. You need that airflow. So, so you'll hear me often when I'm doing a webinar or something, you'll hear me breathing a bit deeper, right? Because I need that air to stay relaxed, stay calm, but also to just continue to speak with a certain degree of power. All right, breathe. Extend. Extending your words slows everything down, right? And this is one of the things that has to happen with the vast majority. You're not going to be dragging your speech because you can learn to speak dynamically. <clears throat> Look at Julius. He doesn't speak super slow. I actually don't speak super slow. There are times where I slow down, times where I speed up. But when you extend your words, you may need to go slower at first. You extend your words, you take and you gain more control over your speech. Extend and blend, but I'm just going to say extend. So you breathe and extend your words. This helps you to slow everything down, to take control, to feel more relaxed. So I just want to leave you with those things. Just be, because when you be, you start, you start to see immediate success, right? You start to see, wow, I just spoke a little smoother then. I had more control, right? I was able to get that out. And from there, you, you start to look at that success, right? You screen in that success and you start to accumulate more and more of those and you start to confirm your new belief, right? What I call the confident speaker's belief, which is that you are an excellent speaker. You're an amazing speaker. You're a smooth speaker. People love to speak with you. People love to listen to you, you're an excellent speaker. Okay. So you'll start to confirm that belief by just doing these two things. Now, those are not the only two things that you need to do, but those are two things that you can start doing right now to help you unlock smooth speech and overcome that single belief that's holding you back. All the things we talk about, change your train of thinking, change your language, change your expectations, and I just gave you two things on a tactical level that you can start doing right now to help you with that. So, Julius, uh, go ahead and come back, and we're gonna we're going to wrap up with questions. Any questions that you guys have for either of us about Pro Ninety D, about the system, about beliefs? Any questions you have for Julius as a as a former client and student? Uh, please ask us now. Any questions at all? I think I answered some of the questions. Okay. Um, but yes, I do want to add something to that. Um, yes, uh, the accumulation, which I never did with my experience. I'm sure all of us can relate to that. Accumulating the, the good positive experiences that you had, journaling, writing it down, I started doing that, you know, when I started this program, I knew that I couldn't journal every single you know, one, but definitely the ones that popped out like, oh man, this was such a success. I need to write this down and, and just write down how I feel about it and everything. So that when I do have a setback, a temporary setback, it's not permanent because you see 
the the accumulation of, of of the progress. So I would go back to the the journal and be like, okay, I remember how I felt with this one. This is encouraging me. I know that my current temporary speech is is just situational. It's not every single time. So that gives you that hope, that encouragement, the perseverance to drive through. So I would definitely write it down and everything. That helped me a lot with the accumulation. Good, good, good. Yes, journaling. Um, it's one way. I'm not a big journaler. journaler. It's tough. It's tough. It's not something that everyone can do. It's not, yeah. it, you know, but I, I need to try it. Yeah, it's a good, I mean, for those of you who, who can do it and will do it, and you might not do it forever, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. But absolutely, because it's one of the ways that you can begin to actually track your success. Wow, because we tend to forget about the successes and just focus on the negative stuff. So if you start writing it down, then you see, wow, this is really accumulating. I've actually had quite a few successes. So thank you for reminding us of that. Um, Stella made a great point. She said, I thought being, I thought being a, a stammer was spiritual. So some people think that it's spiritual. Some people think that it is genetic, that it's neurological, that it's psychological, right? And the fact is it can be all of those things. <laughs> it, it can be. Uh, it can be genetic, can be passed down. There could be genes that are there and they're dormant and for whatever reason they're activated during a period of your life and for whatever reason you weren't able to deactivate it or, or change how that gene is represented, how you're living it out, right? Because just because you have a gene for something doesn't mean that it's going to present itself in your life. You can have a gene for cancer but not have cancer, right? So you can have a gene for it, but it doesn't have to present itself. But if it does present itself, there still is something that you can do because in fact, it's stuttering is also neurological. Everything happens in the brain. It all starts with the brain. And I've seen this, I've been studying this for years and I'm still studying it. And I've said this before that there are people who've had strokes like literal brain damage, parts of their brain that controlled certain functions were damaged. And because of neuroplasticity, our brains are actually able to go out and recruit other parts to take over parts that have been damaged. Now, if you don't have brain damage uh, and you stutter, for sure, your brain can go out and recruit other parts of your brain to compensate for whatever's going on that causes us to stutter. Uh, from my perspective, it really doesn't matter what's causing it. The only thing that matters is that there's a solution for it. And the solution is and happens through neuroplasticity. You learn how to speak smoother and you practice speaking smoother and you wire in that new way of speaking and that new way of thinking and you change your beliefs about. It. So it doesn't matter if it's genetic or if it's spiritual or if it's psychological this program addresses it across the board because it's all based on neuroscience, the neuroscience, but then we say habit formation and also um, observational learning. <clears throat> so that was a very good uh, 
comment, Stella. So she said, because two of my brothers stammer, but theirs are better than mine. I also think I am smarter, but being a stammer stops me. Okay. Yeah, well, for sure, you're not stuck with it. You can do something about it. You actually can become an excellent speaker because of the fact that you stuttered or stammered, right? This is like a gift, believe it or not, that needs to be unwrapped and unpacked. And this process is what helps you un unwrap and unpack it so that you go from stuttering or your speech being a liability to being your greatest asset. All right, anything else, Julius? Yes, I wanna uh, say something else, what you exactly said about being the greatest asset and your greatest gift. I remember uh, prior to going into this program back in 2000, I don't know, 18, 17, something like that, after the fire academy going um, and going to, uh, while in paramedic school and everything like that, I think that at the end of it, I was actually done with everything. I was starting to do interviews and a fire paramedic job interview is, <laughs> it's like an hour long. It's extensive, like other jobs out there. And so I went to my old uh, fire instructor and I was struggling because of my speech. I said, how can I get this job? I want this job. I know this job, but my speech is, is a stumbling block. I need to pass the interview to even get in it. And so he told me, he said, I know how you are. You are the hardest worker in the room. You actually, I could see that you don't let your stuttering stop you. You actually do more than everyone else because you know you need to do, like you have to fight your way into it whilst everybody else who, you know, they're trying to, but they don't have the, the challenge that you have with your speaking. So the fact that you want it, you need to actually work harder than everybody else. And it's going to show, it's definitely going to show. So, and it definitely did because once I started to really work hard on my speech and then I implied everything to my interviews and to this job, I, I just skyrocketed at that point. Now I, you know, every single speaking situation at work is just, um, is just showing that, yes, the hard work that you put into this program for yourself, you know, changing yourself for the better definitely shows because you do work harder than the average person. Not, you know, not saying that you're better, you know, than them, but you, you know, do have a challenge that they per se don't have. And speaking is huge in the world. It's, it's all about communication. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Julius. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed your comments today and, and you always add uh, some insight, you know, to these webinars that in a sense I can't add because your experiences are different. Um, I'm the founder of the program. You're a, a former client. So you, you've lived through it recently and you can give people insights and a perspective that, that I'm not able to. So we really, really appreciate that. Um, Let's see, we have one other question. I'm wondering if speaking with struggles for me was activated. I remember at seven years old when it, when it happened then. Before that, I don't recall having the issue. Do I need to deactivate? Um, thank you very much. All right, so we'll just uh, mention briefly a couple of things there. There are some things that can happen in our life that activates 
stuttering or causes it to, to happen. Uh, stuttering is, is also something that's very common amongst the average person growing up. It's a developmental issue and it's very, very common. And most people outgrow it. And that's why you're left with like, <clears throat> what they say, the, the 1% who still, <clears throat> excuse me, who still stutters. But sometimes there can be some kind of event that activates it or something that, how can I put, an experience that activates it. Obviously, I don't know your specific situation, but yes, that is possible that something happened. Uh, we don't know what that was. You might know what it was or you might not. So yes, that can happen. But at this point, remember, it doesn't matter. With this process, you can create a new speaking identity, a new speaking style, new mindset. So whatever happened back then really doesn't matter at this point. Sure. Yeah. I you want to add something? Uh, in the private chat, we did get a question saying, how much time did you take to overcome the stutter using uh, Michael's approach? Um, I did respond to that person. Okay. Basically, I just want to uh, say to everyone else, since it was a private chat, I don't think they could see it. Right. But um, the goal wasn't to overcome the stutter per se. It wasn't that. The goal was to become a better speaker. And I know some people can be confused about that. Basically, I'm not focusing on fixing anything or overcoming something. My focus now is how do I become this person? This person who I hear and see speaks so great, so amazingly. I want to speak like that. I want to focus on him. I want to focus on that type of speech and style. It's not, okay, I have problems with uh, certain vowels, certain things. How do I fix these or how do I overcome them? No, my goal spotlight is on the speaker style that I want to be like, to uh, imitate. Right. So that was the difference in the approach, not overcoming it, but becoming something else. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, we may use words like overcome or stop mm -hmm. just because those are the words that yeah. that people tend to use or think of. But really, and there's been a lot of work done on this, a lot of research done on this that you you don't want to focus on what it is that you want to stop. You want to focus on what it is that you want to start or become or do. Okay. And, and we've talked about this in previous webinars a lot. So we won't really go into it now, but that's right. The focus is on how do I want to speak? How do I want to act? How do I want to feel? And if you focus on that, I always use this analogy. As long as you are increasing your smoothness you're focusing on how do i speak smoothly so here here are two words that you want to start using how can i how do i there's three words <laughs> how can i how do i right that's what you want to keep how can i do this how do i do this right because if you increase your smoothness if you're speaking smoothly 95 percent of the time 96 97 percent of the time so the average person has about 3% disfluency. Some people a lot more, and they don't even start. They just are disfluent, right? But you increase your fluency to 95, 96, 97. Well, that means that 95, 96, 97% of the time, you can't be disfluent because you're fluent. You're smooth, right? So they can't coexist. You can have periods of smoothness and disfluency. But if you keep focusing on this, getting this up and consistent, 
then the disfluency, whatever it is, takes care of itself. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to try not to do it. All you have to do is just keep trying, and you will, being and speaking smoothly. Right? You get that up, and the other one takes care of itself. All right. Anything else? Are there any other questions or private chats? Okay. If, if not, then remember, guys, uh, for those of you that might be ready to work with us, and I say us because I have another speech coach, so you might want to work with me or you might want to work with Farouk, you can do that. Fine. You can find that at the link that you see up there. Or you can book a session with me, but only if you're ready to move forward, but you may have some doubts or you may have some questions, book a session with me. And then for those of you that want to take advantage and get into the system now, there's a $100 discount. And so you want to use that. And then for those of you that want to learn more about the coaching, there's a link up there for you. But take action. The longer you wait, Sometimes the harder it gets because the more you form your identity and your life around your speech. So you start avoiding certain things, making career decisions, relationship decisions based on your speech. You don't want to do that because once it's cemented, it doesn't mean you can't break out. It just means it's just harder because it's been the life that you've been living. So take action now. Invest in yourself this will be one of the best investments, whether it's the self-study or the coaching. Best investment you, you'll make because it's not just transforming your speech. It's literally transforming your entire life. And it's positioning you to also serve at a higher level and transform the lives of others. Because now you've just overcome something great. You can pass that along to your children, to your community, to the world you're now freer to do and become the kind of person that you've always wanted. You can earn more money. You can have better relationships because your communication skills are better. You have higher self-esteem, higher self-confidence. You're physically healthier because you're not worrying and anxious all the time. Literally physically and psychologically healthier. That's what this program, this process can do for you. So, I'll let Julius have the last words and then we'll, we'll see you. Thank you. Yes, yes. And I could confirmly attest to all that you have said. This program was by far it for me and definitely for everybody else that has the same issues, whether big or small, whether it's something that, yeah, you, you know, you want to become a better speaker, cool. Or like people like me who really, really had a struggle with it, this is the program. I'm telling you, um, and definitely the best decision I've had in my life. And people can see my testimonies. They can see where I used to be. And uh, it's all there online on YouTube and uh, on the uh, the program page. So it's right there. Um, and uh, definitely want to thank everybody who's here, who wants to change. Definitely can change. Definitely can do it. I know that I could. And um, I know money can be, you know, something that could, uh, you know, if it's too much money or whatnot. I said to myself, I've tried many programs, free programs, you know, whatever. If I'm going to spend, invest in something and spend that kind of money, I'm going to 
make sure I immerse myself in it every single day, every single second, so I could, you know, actually get that money back. And you see, well, you know, once you do become a better speaker, now you're taking more opportunities, doing more interviews, you know, going up the chain in your job because now you don't have that that prison cell of, you know what, I can't speak, you know, I don't want to get promoted because now I got to speak more or have this job because I need to speak more, but you can make more money and, you know, progress in life. You don't have that barrier anymore. So it's just overall, it just transforms everything in your life. Doors open wide open for you. So. Thank you, Julius. There was one more question. So we want to go ahead and address it. When I'm using a microphone, I do not stutter any explanation to this for you. So I don't know what the circumstances are, but if, for example, one is speaking um, and they're holding a microphone, so I have a lapel mic, but if you're holding a microphone, you could look at that like a prop. So, And it could also be something that has to do with your voice, but it could be the fact that you're, you've shifted your identity in a sense. There are people who are very, very fluent when they're giving presentations or when they're doing something else, they become very fluent. So it could be, again, I don't know the specifics, that when you're holding that microphone, you enter into a different mode, right? Um, You kind of shift identities and so you become more fluent. That's very, very common. And yes, that can absolutely happen. So I hope we answered that question. All right. Okay. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thank you again, Julius, for being here. Uh, Hopefully we can have you back when you're available. And guys, you will get a replay of this. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to contact us. Okay. So we look forward to seeing your success in smooth speech. Oh, the same way I have my wireless earbud in. I'm the same way when I have my wireless earbud in. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we'll see you guys. See everybody. Hey there. My name is Michael Williams, Pro90 founder and smooth speech coach. Are you tired of struggling with your speech? Ready to transform your life and boost your confidence? Then it's time for you to enroll in my Pro90D private laser focus coaching program. I can only say is thanks I'm due to Pro 90D and Michael and the support and how he's just changed my life and my speech. I honestly think that if not for the laser focused coaching with Michael, I wouldn't be where I am right now. It's just impossible. Don't let speech struggles hold you back. Book your call or enroll today. Let's take the first step towards a smoother, more confident you. Let's do it together. Book your call or enroll today.